to the muted strains of Vivaldi, before being shown into the room where the meeting was due to take place. There were about twenty people present, mostly men in dark suits, although there were three women and two senior-ranking military officers in uniform. They were seated just below the top table, which was currently unoccupied, despite having place settings, a carafe of water and a notepad, for six. Coates and Langley, who were seated halfway down one side, looked for familiar faces. They recognised a number of senior people from the Home Office and Ministry of Defence and nodded when their eyes met. The man to Langley's left was a consultant from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, he read on the place card. Any idea what this is all about? he asked in a friendly but mock conspiratorial manner. I was just about to ask you that, replied the man. I haven't the faintest idea. Coates got a similar response from the woman to his right, Dr. Linda Mayer from the Centre for Disease Control, Atlanta, Georgia. One minute I was eating pasta with my family and talking about going bowling. The next I was packing for a trip across the Atlantic to wherever the hell it is we are right now. You're in Ayrshire on the southwest coast of Scotland, said Coates. Thank you replied Maya, in a tone that suggested she really knew that much, she had just been making a point. The conversation paused as a Royal Navy officer came into the room and approached one of the men sitting at the other end of the table. He whispered something in the man's ear, and the man rose to accompany the officer out of the room. "'I know him,' whispered Linda Mayer. "'I'm afraid I don't,' confessed Coates. "'Homeland Security?' Ah, interesting. And you are? asked Mayer, noting that Coates's place card gave only his name. I'm so sorry, said Coates. You could say I was Homeland Security too, albeit a much smaller homeland, he added in self-deprecating fashion. Coates and Langley were members of a special think tank charged with advising the government on health matters linked to security issues. "'Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. "'I think we're just about ready to begin,' said the young man who took the microphone while the top table filled up. "'This meeting has been convened at the specific request of both the Prime Minister and the President of the United States.' He paused to let the murmur die down. "'And so, without any more ado, I'll hand you over now to Mr Simon Maltby, Secretary of State in the Home Office, who will tell you more.' Maltby welcomed everyone and introduced those sitting on either side of him. He apologised for the short notice given particularly to our American friends. But, as I'm sure you'll come to realise, what we have to discuss here tonight is of enormous importance to us all. Rather than use the more normal channels of government to disseminate information, the Prime Minister and the President decided to get all the key players together so that they might be told jointly about the problem that besets us. Mr Malcolm Williams, a specialist in strategic planning with MI5, will now fill you in on some background details. A tall, painfully thin man, who looked as if he might have been more at home in an academic common room, stood up and cleared his throat. Ladies and gentlemen, many people believe that the biggest threat facing civilised society today 
stems from the rogue proliferation of nuclear weapons and terrorist bomb attacks. While not wishing to diminish these problems, it does not. It comes, as it has so often in the past, from disease. Throughout our history, mankind has been at war with the microbial world. On several occasions, we've come perilously close to losing that war, as when great plagues swept the planet, smallpox in ancient Egypt, bubonic plague in 14th century Europe, pandemic flu in the early years of the 20th century. But in the end, we survived and prevailed. We survived because it was a straight fight, us against them, and we were the ones with brains. We had the capacity to study our enemy and design counter-strategies based on our knowledge of it. The microbes, of course, did not have the benefit of intellect.